Hello and welcome to this week's BU Review podcast where we are talking about to all the boys, always and forever. I am joined by Samia Rastogi and Claudia Keppa. How are you guys doing today? Good, John. How are you? I am great, Claudia. Thanks for asking. So I've been excited to talk about this movie. I hope you guys have been too. To all the boys, the original came out a few years ago, took the internet by storm, became a real like Netflix sensation, was the hottest thing going for a bit. We've had two sequels since then, possibly with some diminishing returns. But before we get into that, I want to ask you guys about your relationship to this franchise. Claudia, how did you get into the To All the Boys movies? So I never read the books, but I think when the first movie came out, everybody was talking about it right away. It looked like it was just the best out of all the teen romances. A lot of people were comparing it to The Kissing Booth, which also came out around the same time. But a lot of people were saying how this was on a complete other level. I had watched The Kissing Booth, so I guess I wanted to compare. And so I watched it and I I did understand what, what everybody was talking about. Honestly, I think the first movie was really great. Uh, it was, it had some sort of like magic to it. It was super romantic, super cute. It showed us um, a lot about uh, teen romances that we hadn't seen in a long time. So I just fell in love. And then I made sure I watched the sequel last year. Like you said, a little bit of disappointment or a lot of disappointment, depending on who you're asking. And then this year, well, I had very low expectations, but I still wanted to follow up and finish the trilogy. Samia, how about you? Talk to me about your relationship with this franchise and maybe fill the viewers in if they haven't somehow seen the first movie. What is the basic premise? Who are the characters we're talking about here? So we have Lana Kundor and we have Noha Centennial as Peter Kravinsky. So we have these two major characters and then we have these side characters as Kitty, her sister, and the premise is basically talking about uh, Lana Kandor and Peter Kavinsky senior year, and they're about to graduate. So the main tension focuses on their plans to go to college, and somehow that doesn't go along as they planned, and one of them doesn't re- receive the admission letter they want to, and the other one is on the way to go to Stanford University. So that's the main premise of the movie and the main central tension of the movie is that Lana Kandor wants to stay close to Peter Kavinsky but at the same time she explores the new college called NYU as we all know it's a beautiful college and she wants to go there so that's the central tension of the movie. Right and if you're listening to that and thinking to yourself this feels like a heavier concept than the first movie. I think you're right about that. So the OG to all the boys, to all the boys I loved before, really was this mashup of classic rom-com themes. Lara Jean is Noah Centineo's fake girlfriend so that he can make his ex jealous. And then during that, of course, they fall in love for real and she becomes his real girlfriend, right? So things that we've seen before, pretty easy to make a rom-com out of that setup. And then even the second movie, it's a different rom-com storyline, but it's still a classic one. We have the, this new guy, John Ambrose comes in, we get a love triangle, what's gonna happen there. This one, I almost wouldn't call a rom-com at all, 
because there's not a lot of comedy. There's not a lot of will they, won't they? It's really more like a teen coming of age story about is this relationship going to last long term? Like almost a little bit more of a, a, a melancholy vibe. So Claudia, how did you think that worked? Did you enjoy this movie? I actually really enjoyed that aspect of it. I think the rest of the trilogy had, we was reusing a lot of obviously well-known tropes in the rom-com field. And it did that well, especially in the first movie, the fake boyfriend and girlfriend and fall in love. We've, we've seen that before, but I think to all the boys, the first movie, it did that very well. It have a very, had a very original spin to it. Did not do it well in the second one. <clears throat> I personally never loved Sorry, the introduction of um, another third person in love stories. I think uh, it just threw the whole balance off. It took away a lot of what we loved about Peter and uh, Lara Jean. In this movie, I liked it. I think I think it helps also to if people, young people, teenagers are watching these movies two years later from the first movie, they might be going through a lot of the same emotions that we saw Lara Jean going through. I think this movie focused a lot more on her as a character rather than her as Peter's girlfriend. And I did really like that because it explored a little bit her aspirations, her dreams, her goals. It took her a whole movie to actually get to that point because we saw at the beginning how she was planning her whole life around what Peter was doing and where Peter was going, which I think was the most frustrating aspect for me for the first hour of the movie. We saw Lara Jean that she was talking about all these beautiful colleges that she was applying to and they were all great schools Stanford uh, Berkeley UCLA and she wasn't even talking about the programs she was just talking about how close they were to Peter and that was pretty frustrating and that's why I was so happy to see her fall in love with NYU with New York and actually put herself first so this shift towards a more coming of age teenage movie I think it really worked because I think it's really relatable to a lot of people. Sam, what did you think about that? Do you agree that it was a a relatable move? Was it an entertaining move or did it take away from some of the magic of the first movie? So for me, I think I liked the first movie because it made me feel nostalgic about college life. And it made me feel like I was entering another magical dimension of love stories and rom-coms. There were some romantic gestures and I'm a diehard romantic. So I loved the third movie when they were showing these big romantic gestures, like in Say Anything with the jukebox and everything. But I think there was like a lot of problems with the third movie, as Claudia mentioned. She was not focusing enough on her aspirations and everything. So the feminist in me did not feel good about that. But at the same time, I think I, w- I specifically wasn't entertained by the third movie because its tension was very less. The central plot was about her going to college or choosing a college and her boyfriend. So that was a problem for me. I think I had a similar feeling as you, Samia. I appreciate that the movie tried to get deeper and I think it succeeded in doing so. I do think that this is gonna hit home with a lot of teens. It's going to feel very relatable. I just didn't find it that entertaining a movie with with the comedy so stripped away and 
you know, again, I, I, it's relatable. You can understand Laura Jean choosing between a guy and, and this program she really wants to. That's something lots of people go through. But for that reason, it just wasn't that interesting to me. I felt like it was missing some little spark other than like, ah, yeah, this is something all teens go through, but then we all get over it after we go to college and we start dating somebody else. But anyway, this series, on top of the, the plot and the stars who, uh, you know, which immediately blew up when they came out, people really loved some of the stylistic choices of the original movies. Uh, I think Lara Jean's fashion in particular stuck out to people, the soundtrack. What did you guys think about those aspects of this movie? Did this still have the same to all the boys charm? I think it tried to do its best to go back to that compared to what the second one had lost. There were a lot of cute scenes. I'm thinking about the plane flying or the, the, the drawn map of the world. Uh, and there were several scenes that just looked very appealing where there was just a lot of visual cute style uh, images. I, I think in, it never really went back to the magic of the first one, like I said earlier. But there are some constant. Lara Jean's fashion, that's something that I think we all appreciated throughout the whole trilogy. Uh, she just rocks this amazing style. That's for the whole movie. I was thinking, I can never pull that off, but that's beautiful on her. And I think this one also, because it switched it up a little bit with the locations, it opens up in Korea. And then there is a whole scene in New York City. I think it adds a lot to in terms of what the viewer can find appealing. So there is just a lot of interesting scenes with a lot of diverse backgrounds, a lot of color. There is that beautiful scene where they're at the cafe in, in Korea that looks like it's drawn that I've seen all over Instagram that I saw in the movie. And I think those are some great images too. I think I love her outfits a lot because they remind me of Clueless somehow. I don't know how, but they do the plaid jackets and everything. I feel that has a very romantic vibe to it. And I also liked the South Korean trip. It was very chic. And I just love, adore Lana Kondor completely for her style and her personality. It just shines and she's so bubbly and cute. And even the portraiture of the first movie was very similar to the third movie. Uh, like Claudia said, the second movie lost its charm somehow. But yeah, I think that was it for me. Like that was one of the big highlights of the movie for me was seeing Lana Condor shine through the movie. And so I'm glad you brought up Lana Condor here. I do want to talk about this movie's stars. We can talk about the acting in this movie, but I'm also curious what you guys think is going to happen to these actors, Noah and Lana, now that to all the boys, their signature series is coming to an end. They both have Netflix movie show deals in the works, so they are going to be hanging around. But do you see these actors as having staying power or is this always going to be the big thing for them? For me, I have read a lot about on this on Twitter. So for me, it was like that Noah Centennial will make it big just because he has that jock charm to him and that personality of this romantic hero he's, who's not that problematic like all the other problematic romantic heroes we have in movies. Not so much for Lana Condor somehow, even though I am rooting for her to make it big in the industry and get better movies and come out of this romantic typecast of rom-coms that she has entered into. 
so as much as i adore lana kandor uh, i feel it is a little difficult for her to make it big in the industry i agree i think that i agree to an extent i think that noah is kind of destined now to play the role of the high school jock that everybody falls in love with because he just comes so well to him he's already been in other couple netflix movies where he plays very similar roles so i think he's kind of destined to play that look for a while. I see more potential for Lana. I don't know how that's going to play out, but I, I think if she does go and do her things, I think she'll be able to distance herself from Lara Jean more than Noah will be because it seems more she that she's able to play Lara Jean well, but I can see her being able to play a lot of characters well. So I do hope for her that she will diversify it a little bit. And for Noah, it, it's not bad that he'll stay in the, I mean, it's a great, very successful business. <laughs> teenage rom-coms Netflix just seems to put in those aisles so I'm sure you'll be good I agree with you Claudia Lara Jean is so much the heart of this movie Lana Condor kind of carries the entire weight of this one in particular by herself I think she's really talented and it'll be interesting to see if she can kind of bust out of that tight cast as you were talking about Samia Noah Centineo is an interesting one that I want to talk about because he was one of the OG internet boyfriends. People were lusting after him immediately when the first movie came out. Profiles in the New York Times. He's been in a bunch of other Netflix movies, though. I don't think they really captured the same charm. I'm curious, do you guys think that the internet loves Noah Centineo? Or do they love Pete Kavinsky? And now that Pete Kavinsky's over, we're going to see maybe Noah loses a little bit of that luster. What's your take on that question, Claudia? My answer would probably be that they love Peter Kavinsky. I've seen, I can't think of many movies I've seen Noah in. I've seen him in The Perfect Date. And maybe that has more to do with the movie than himself, but he didn't really shine through. He was just, I mean, he was a very similar role to the one that he has in To All The Boys. I feel like that could have been a scene from To All The Boys where he plays the exact same character um, that he does in To All The Boys. But I think a lot of the charm has to do with the writing. A lot of it has to do with the way Lara Jean makes him shine. I think a lot of the times she is the one that casts the light on him. So I'm not saying he's a bad actor. I feel like he, he did a great job portraying this character. Um, I just don't know how well people are going to ride the wave and still be in love with him once they see him with a different name or in a different character or maybe once he's not the because he's a pretty perfect boyfriend here uh, except for what this last movie I guess where he tries to force Lara Jean to stay close to him but once people see him in a different light or more as human I don't know how over the head or the heels will be for him. Samia how good a boyfriend is Pete Kavinsky gonna put you on the spot here. He's an ideal boyfriend, to be honest. I would love for him to be my boyfriend, but that's not happening anytime soon. <laughs> so I really like him as a boyfriend and as a person. He's non-problematic. As I said, like a lot of past romantic heroes have been problematic. He is totally in love with Lara Jean and he's ready to compromise. He's ready to satisfy her needs and what she needs in life. And at the same time is able to do so through the movie. So I feel that he's the perfect boyfriend any girl could ask for. See, for me, this both 
explains the movie's popularity and the reason why it can't be a great rom-com, especially this third one, is he is. He is an ideal boyfriend. He is an unrealistically good boyfriend for a high school guy. Uh, as somebody who's been part of that demographic, I can say that that's a high standard. And while we all should shoot for that, I don't think many people are hitting it. And I think this is part of the reason why people, women in particular, love these movies because it, it's kind of that, you know, the fantasy of the perfect boyfriend. But by the time we get to this third movie, and I know Claudia, you have some problems with the way Peter acts in this movie. But for me, I still think like, it's hard to imagine a young guy handling this situation any better than he does. He's still really supportive at every turn, but he's so good a boyfriend that it, it like eliminates a lot of the conflict in that movie. We're just missing that sort of spark that even we had in the first one when no, you know, Noah's too dumb to realize who he's actually in love with, that classic rom-com thing. Here, it's like, no, it's always going to be him and, and Lana or, or not really doubting that for even a second throughout. I, and so for me, it just, it held back a little bit of that spark and sort of capped the movie at uh, watchable and interesting, but not truly great like you could argue that the first one is. Okay, so I do want to get your movie series rankings. Where does this stack up to the others? Samia? For me, the first movie was the best movie. Then I really loved John Ambrose. So I'm a diehard John Ambrose fan. So the second movie was the second best. And yeah, as they came in the series, first, second, third. So the third movie didn't really like live up to the expectations of the franchisee. I felt that it could have been much better. There could have been a better central conflict. And there were a lot of movie cliches in that movie. So it just didn't entertain me as much as the first one did. And I think since they were coming, putting it to a completion, the whole series as a trilogy, I felt that it was important that that movie had that perfect ending to it. So I understand why they did that, but at the same time, I didn't like why they did that. So the third movie was my least favorite. Claudia, you have the same order or a different one? Uh, slightly different. Definitely the first one uh, is my first choice, but I will put the third one second and then the second one last. I really did not enjoy the second movie. I hated the whole thing. And maybe that's a reason why I liked the third one is that I went into it with such low expectations that it actually surprised me in a positive way. And Claudia, I, I feel like I cut you off just a minute ago before I asked that last question. You looked like you wanted to say something. You have any more thoughts on this movie that you want to share? Oh, because we, we were talking about how good of a boyfriend Peter Kaminsky is. I was going to say that I actually, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I was hoping they would not get back together at the end of the third movie, um, which kind of plays into that perfect ending that Somia was talking about. I actually really thought that it would be a great conclusion to the more coming of age vibe that this movie had if Laura Jean went to New York single, I think. Uh, I think her relationship with Peter kind of played out in the three movies and I think it kind of got to an ending and not because Peter wasn't good. I just think it would have made sense for the this movie seemed to be going in a direction where it was showing us Lara Jean growing by herself for the first time. 
and not as part of a couple. And so I think I would have liked to seen that completed. Yeah, Claudia, you know, I, I think I agree with you. Going into this movie, I would have said, obviously, Lara Jean and Peter should be together at the end. Like this is a teen series. It would be like, it would be ridiculous if it was anything else. But the way the movie does kind of tackle these deeper questions, I think maybe does open up that possibility. And it would have been maybe a, a nice and interesting change of pace. This brings up another question I have though. And Sam, since you answered my last hypothetical question, I'll give it to Claudia this time. Are Peter and Lara Jean staying together? Are they gonna make it? No, <laughs> no, they're not gonna make it. Um, I think they're gonna, they already started growing out of their relationship in the third movie. So I think we'll definitely see them even more. And it's not because I don't believe in long distance relationships. I absolutely do believe in them. Um, I just think from what we saw, I'm not sure either of them is ready for this. And I mean, they're going to go and do such amazing things, both of them. He's going to Stanford. I don't even know how he got into Stanford. I honestly, I don't know. This always happens in <clears throat> these kind of movies where these people go to the best schools ever and they never study. But anyway, and Laura Jean is going to NYU and she's going to become a writer. I think I think I see it playing out in my head and not because I'm not a romantic, I, own, I own also am, but just because of the dynamic that we've been seeing between the couple. Uh, I don't think they're destined to be together, which is okay. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up, Claudia, because the only thing less realistic than Peter Kavinsky being the perfect boyfriend is Peter Kavinsky <laughs> getting into Stanford. Uh, immediately, I was like, that's just, that's not where this guy's going to college. And she but, did it. I didn't understand how he did, and she didn't. I thought, I thought she was a smart one. I... Well, athletic scholarship will do that for you, I guess, but we'll let it slide. Samia, same question here. How long are Laura Jean and Peter going to last once they go to college? I think I have a very similar view to Claudia's. I don't think they're going to last. I want them to last, but as much as I want them to last, I don't think the kind of fights they have, the kind of uh, miscommunication, misunderstandings they go through throughout the movie just makes me realize that they're not meant to last and as a Netflix couple sure maybe but in the movies if they have a fourth movie I hope they make it but since the third movie it's going to be complete but if it was a fourth movie I probably would want to see them not together and growing as individuals that would be the best. So we've got to get out of here, but I just want to sum it up by asking you guys, who do you recommend this movie to? Everybody, just fans of the series or nobody? Just fans of the movie, sure. Like they would love to see the couple and the Netflix charm of rom-coms. But other than that, I wouldn't really recommend it to everybody. I didn't enjoy the movie as such. I will probably also only recommend this to fans of rom-coms. I don't think it will appeal to people that are not fans of the genre. And if you've already watched the first one or the second one, definitely finish the series. Mm. I'm not sure how well you're going to like it, but I think it's worth it to finish the series if you started it. I mean, we all fell in love with the first movie. I don't think I've heard from anybody that did not like it. There was just something about it. It really spoke to a lot of us. Some of it never came back, but I think with the third movie, we can hopefully say that a lot of it came back. 
That's well said, Claudia. I'd agree. I think if you were a fan of the first movie, give this one a shot. Don't be scared off by the second one. If the first one didn't do it for you, this is probably not worth a watch. Go ahead and check something else out. Uh, if you need recommendations, tune in to the next episode of BU Review Pod. Thanks for checking us out, and we'll catch you next time.